everybody. Welcome to Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I am Robert Scarpinito, and I am joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Cepeda. Sorosne Yoshimasa. And Gullet Sparling. Japanese greeting. <laughs> Same. Uh, and today we're talking about episode 36 of opening new doors take shelter from the rain it's a very dramatic name for for an mm. episode that isn't all that dramatic i guess emo no emo. not yeah. at all and i would just like before we go down today's or this episode i just like to say that like i so if you guys have ever watched those clips that they post on the terrace house youtube channel right where it's like usually they don't have any subtitles it's and it's usually some sort of deleted scene you know it, it's really weird watching those those videos without subtitles because it makes you focus on their face faces a lot more mm. when you're so used to just staring at the bottom of the screen and reading the subtitles and you start to really notice the nuances in their facial expressions and obviously you don't know what the hell they're saying so you're just trying to gauge everything by the sort of emotion in their face body and, language expressions and yeah, yeah and the way that they they shape what they're saying so I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. It, I would definitely like if you're a fan of, enough of Terrace House and you don't care if you don't understand what they're saying. Highly recommend Holy it. Holy shit, guys! How has uh, College yeah. Humor not done a bad lip reading of this show yet? How is that not a oh, thing sh- with don't, English? Don't give them ideas. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I would fucking. First. I would watch it. We should. That'd be hilarious. Like, <laughs> do home, I want like, to the- eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh soba. All right. Are you guys ready to chow down on this? Beautiful episode. Let's do Itadakimasu. it. So again, we start with a recap of the last episode with the panelists, um, and they all call Soda Sensei. Very aptly fitting hmm, for his his kind of actions in the last episode, I think. Um, and I just want to kind of provide a little background here. So they all talk about how Kaito looks like a cuter version of someone named Gajiro Sato who is a very old but famous uh, movie star in Japan. Fun fact. There you go. There you go. The more you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the show properly begins with uh, people in the kitchen. We've got Yui, Shun, Aya, and Sota in the kitchen. Um, Sota just comes in and he complains about his commute time, which, by the way, is like two and a half hours. What, did he work in Tokyo? I forgot. I think so. Yeah, he was in Shibuya, so he was in Tokyo. Even the bullet train is like two and a half hours. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, because doesn't uh, Maya also work in Tokyo? Mm Mm-hmm. Seemed like, yeah. So are they both taking that long-ass community? He must live on the other side of Tokyo. Like, I don't know, because I don't think it's Maya's commute. They didn't talk about how Maya's commute was like super long or anything like that. But Maya was working in Shibuya. She definitely was working in Shibuya, so I don't know. They just didn't bring that much attention to it. I, I don't know. It just didn't occur to me while watching the episode. Maybe yeah, she's just not the type of person. Move. Maybe she's just not the type of person to complain about shit that she can't control. Yeah, tell him, Jack. <laughs> tell him. Fucking snap bobblehead. Bobblehead. Wapah. I don't know. But yeah. yes, it's a very. I couldn't imagine a two and a half hour commute every single day. That'd be no. obnoxious. Yeah, that's like much. my commute to school is already close to an hour. So I think an hour is all I can stomach. Seriously, like that's five hours of your day just 
sitting on a train. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's working on his laptop. He's probably getting shit done. I mean, probably. I guess I could get emails done and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't offer to, like for him to work remotely while he was staying at the house. <laughs> yeah, it's not the expectation. I yeah, guess not. Either that or maybe it's one of those like work remotely four days a week, come in for one day, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah the expectation. I mean, to... Oh, go ahead. I don't think that he's there every day, every week. Whereas Maya, when classes start, she will have days or classes five days a week. That's going to be rough. That yeah. is rough. Uh, Soda ends up leaving to go take a bath or something. And that's when Aya comes out and is like, you know, I thought he was cute, but the whole, uh, the whole, I'll, you, you want me to be your driver thing really turned me off. And I love everyone's first, uh, impression of that story when they weren't there to see it. They're like, oh, he was probably just joking. Like, uh, even if he was joking, it just wasn't evident. Really? Yeah, he it seemed, definitely didn't hit her, hit her the right way if he was joking. Yeah. yeah. So the guy is just... Like I said, he just needs to lighten up. He just needs to take things a little less serious, man. It's weird. It's like he was designed by an app or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was certainly uh, completely turned off by the end of this episode, but we'll talk about that when Zoinks. we get to it. <laughs> um, and also during this moment, Yui reveals that, yeah, she thinks Kaito is, I think, endearing is the word she used. Whereas Aya doesn't really know what to say to Kaito. Which I think that's a first for Aya, because Aya is usually like the talkative, happy-go-lucky, like I'm always here to converse kind of person. Yeah, I feel like this really proved that like when she said before that she liked older men, like that's it. That's like the only kind of men that she likes because she really views Kaito as like, you know, around her age, younger than her. And so that's why she was instantly drawn to Sota and like didn't even consider Kaito. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. Because, I mean, like it, it just seemed apparent that she didn't even know how to talk to someone younger than her or at her age. Mm. Yeah, and that's and that's really interesting because, I, I mean, it, there's, it's a difference in personality for sure. But, like, uh, Aya had no problem talking to Taka, right? And they're both similar in that they do extreme sports. The difference, I think the difference is, in fact, in their age, mm. right? Um, but she's definitely no stranger to guys who do extreme sports. Yeah, I guess is what I'm saying. And the last thing they touch on in this scene is, <laughs> is Yui says, "Lately, I'm making an effort not to read off a questionnaire." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Sage advice. Sage advice. I mean, Bravo. I, slow cat. Slow clap. Like, in a way, I, though, she's we, catching on, which is good. Yeah. In a way that we rely on Yui as the audience to be kind of the investigator and instigator of things to find out, because like otherwise we wouldn't have ever known about Sato's no Sota's uh, son. Like if she yeah. hadn't initiated a conversation with him and been like, maybe I'll ask you about this, because he doesn't seem to think that it's heavy enough a subject to be like, hey, guys, just thought yeah. you should know. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, since you brought it up, I think we should talk about that. Like he just brings it up all casual. And then he like, you know, as Yamachan yeah. and everyone on the panel was saying, like he just acts like they're the weird ones because they're weirded out <laughs> by that shit. So nonchalant. Like, right. what the fuck? Yeah, he just kind of throws on the table. He's just like, yeah. So like, I was I was talking to uh, you know Yui about how I got divorced and like how I actually have a kid. <laughs> yeah. And, and Shun is like, eh? Eh? huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Oh, everyone's like, like stunned. Hey, he's yeah. like, back, he's like, what? Nani? Back yeah, the it's fuck like up. he said, you know, I did time for murder. You yeah. know, but yeah. that was like 15 years ago. He used that phrase again too. He was like, oh, when I was your age, like when I was pointing at age. Shinsuke, like. Yeah, and, and then I is just like. Uh, uh, what? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it comes up later, right? During Maya's birthday party, and I love how when oh. things are dying down, Yui's like, "Man, what what were you doing when you were 20? And I joked like, "Oh, he's probably gonna bring up the kid again." He's like, "Well, when I was 20, it was turning in my marriage certificate," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh fuck, he's oh bringing up the God, kid again." Dude. <laughs> Like, you know, I think it was, yeah, to, to this, you know, to the day four years ago. Yeah. Dude, well, I mean, Yui just like fucking softballs him that question, right? Like, just like pitches it to him. It's like, that's, that's his identity <laughs> on like, the show. Well, right? yes, that's it is becoming it. It's It's going to become is that like, he's just like the divorced guy who doesn't speak to his kid or his oh, ex, which is really? like not oh. what you want to be necessarily known for. It, I don't think it's kind of ready that though. It, it kind of already is his identity. Yeah. I mean, oh. his, his whole more, identity, though. this episode was when I was your age. And also, oh. like, there's that small scene where he was in Shibuya, like, working with his coworkers, and the older employee asks, oh, hey, so, like, how are things going in the house? Anyone you're interested in? And all he says is, look, when I start dating someone, I'll let you know. So it's kind of like, is he looking for someone? And if so, why is your opening tactic, when I was your age, I had a baby? <laughs> Seriously? It's age and yeah, experience. It's just it's supposed to be very attractive, apparently. No. Sensei. Sensei, this, indeed. This is such an outlier approach to a cast for a casting choice in this show, I feel like. You know, you know what I mean? And, it, and yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think that it, it definitely adds like an interesting dynamic. And I, as a viewer, think it, find it very entertaining to, wa- to watch how he interacts with the other housemates. Um, but at the same time, damn. Like... <laughs> Just <laughs> putting this a dude like this with this sort of identity in the house is just like it's just so unexpected for me still. And I, I will one, say, good. No, I, I was just gonna say. Um, so I was scouring the uh, subreddit, and somebody alluded to in one of the threads that apparently there's someone like that in the original season, Boys and Girls oh. Next Door. Apparently, but uh, Yosan, I think. But oh. like. Yeah. Wild. Not 100% on that. Haven't like Googled any further. But that was just according to a comment that I read on Reddit. You're so. just throwing that so. shit out there, huh? It's just 100% verified. Yes. Uh, 100% so. can confirm. It's All I was going to say is that I'm glad. I mean, yeah, he is weird, no doubt. And he's got a lot of things to learn about socializing his damn self as a grown ass man. But I would take this over just yet your other, you know, cookie cutter fucking model. 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm and sick I of mean, that already. I don't think that he's necessarily the way he is because he had a kid at a very young age and got divorced. I think it's more, especially watching him at his workplace, I feel like that's been a big factor as to like how he behaves now because everyone there was like 40 or near 40 and he seemed to be like kind of the youngest guy there. And if you're hanging out with people that aren't your age and are acting very mature, you're going to mirror that. And I feel like that's why he hasn't quite gelled with everyone in the house, even though he's nearer to their age, but he's just not used to being like with people that age. Yeah. And and the fact that he came in there, right, with the idea in his head that he's there to perform an observational study on this on the other the housemates. Right. I think he sees he definitely sees himself outside of this group right 
Seems I, like. Not, not like I don't know if an imposter. I don't. I wouldn't say like imposter syndrome or something like that, right? But he definitely sees himself as just like not. A, he's not in the in group. That's a good way to put it. He's in the out group. Self-imposed. Yeah. Mm. So he's basically the control. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I just had a wild thought. What if the study he's actually performing is how do some twenty-something-year-olds react to someone just nonchalantly dropping that they're divorced and have a kid? <laughs> Holy! <laughs> what, what, what if everything? Yeah. What if? What if everything is just a lie and it's just an experiment? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe there is no five-year-old out there. <laughs> the producers have lost their fucking minds. It's like, guys, like, Terrace House is supposed to be authentic. That's why we like it so much. Yeah, it, is, are the producers of Terrace House pulling a fucking Kojima where they're just like, this? oh, oh this is a simulation? Every, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Every season from now on, there's going to be a one plant per season. There's oh, Sota and then Liquid Sota. Dude, Whoa. <laughs> I will say that would be fucking crazy. That would be the biggest twist I've ever witnessed in any reality show. Be pretty <laughs> that good. Was the case. That would soda be and, and uh, Shadow Soda, the hedgehog. So I, I do want to bring up, since we're just going all off on Soda here. So everyone seems to be turned off to the fact that, oh, hi, I'm Soda. I'm divorced and have a kid. What, what's up? How are <laughs> you doing? Except for Shunsuke. Shunsuke is like, oh, oh he's that's, about it. Man, I love it. That's good. Yeah, he's like, I'm all <laughs> yeah. fucking in, dude. What like, he puts of... all of his chips up front for that bet there. Yo, I'm sorry, I mean, but what kind of fucked up personality does it take to, like, be attracted to that as a result? But, That's but strange. He, he did say that he kind of admired him for it, for being, mm. like, was it because he's, like, upfront about it or because, like, he's had experience yeah. and come out on the other side it, yeah, it seemed sure. to be that's what he was kind of implying that that's why he still found him attractive despite like just throwing out there oh by the way i'm divorced and i have a kid i think it's just right. odd that that makes him more attractive i guess like really like that's preferred now like divorced with kid like that's a that's a plus that's all i'm saying like who, who thinks of that as a plus he has right. lived some life and he wants to learn from him, i guess I mean, Shunsuke, I mean, he did put out there that, like, you see, he views it as there's something that he could learn from Sota. Sure. That's that's the way he put it. So I guess I kind of understand that. And it could also partially be that that Shunsuke could have a like a bit of a savior complex question mark. Mm. I don't know. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, I understand, though, like Hmm. it takes a certain kind of person to deal with that sort of hardship. I mean, for I mean, soda could easily be a mess because of that sort of thing. You never know. He might socially, die, don't know. certainly, yeah, he, yeah, oh, yeah seems, socially, yeah. certainly. So I don't know. We'll we'll see where things go between soda and and Shunsuke. I think they could take an interesting turn depending on what happens. So, and I guess to to maybe put the shoe on the other foot. I don't know if that's the phrase. Um, to look at things from Soda's perspective. Uh, maybe and i'm just playing i guess devil's advocate here maybe he's at this point now where this is a detail that's been a a major pillar of his life for the past five years what maybe like three years right like oh i'm divorced and i have a kid but i never see the kid right so maybe at this point the reason he drops the bomb so nonchalantly is because he's so like it's just the thing everyone goes to anyway when they're talking about him so it's like hi i'm soda yeah i know i I was divorced have a kid whatever but you know yeah, it, it's one of those one things that it's like materialized so much in his head and it's talked about so much around him that to him it is part of his identity and that he just can throw it out there and he just wants to get it out of the way, mm. right? 
I maybe, just, maybe. I'm just saying, dude, it was, it was brought up very awkwardly, and then no, his reaction, I 100% to people's agree. reactions, was awkward. Even the way more he so. brought it up, what was very awkward. I'm just saying, in his own head, that's not how it works for him. He might not know how to like have a conversation. <laughs> I feel dude, like. I you know, for all we know, he doesn't know how to properly cope, dude. And maybe he's just been maybe maybe he maybe he's just been taking that shit and like stuffing it deep down inside of you know what I mean? Mm. I could totally see that. You know, uh, just scoot that Catholic guilt over, put this right there. Yep, uh, no, that won't yeah, come back exactly. in a few years. No worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like shove it all down and just uh, and just put uh. up a wall and just try to throw away the freaking key. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what he's going to act like maybe three, four episodes from now. Like, if he watches the show, right, and he sees himself on TV in, like, three weeks and sees that, oh, I'm I'm the guy who just says I have a kid and divorce. Oh, man, that's not, <laughs> that's not great. Maybe I should Damn. blossom. That's that's the entirety of him and Shun's date. They're just like, oh, oh, so this, st- like, tell me about yourself. And it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm divorced and I have a kid. What's your favorite color? Probably the the color that of I last divorce. saw my son wearing. Like <laughs> oh, which was, it just which keeps circling back. Oh, but yeah. I, I do I am really curious about how that goes, especially because there's a lot of different layers to this future soba date. There's kind of the expectation that on Shunzen that it is a date, or at least figuring out if he wants it to be a date. And then like actually right. finding out if there's anything more to uh sota yeah yeah and i what i'm hoping happens is that i hope whether whether it's shun or someone else i hope someone plays therapist and just cracks him wide open mm. i want to know like i th- this is going to sound like really nosy but i i want to know how he feels about it like how he's feeling how he's dealt with it like how he feels now about it you know what i mean because he's very much kind of stone-faced mm. of, yeah. of the fact that like th- this very emotionally traumatic thing happened to him, and he hasn't really and said that like it's necessarily like traumatic. He's just kind of said that the time at the time when he was like in his early twenties was difficult, and obviously because they got a divorce, and now he's not seeing the kid. But he hasn't really said like, oh, and you know, I I get really bummed when I think about that, or like it's really right, hard and for me. And that's what I'm looking for. I want to see how he feels about it. Uh, you know. Guys, can I invoke r slash unpopular opinions? No, do it. My own unpopular. Is that opinion. the, is that the nope. card you're playing right now? Or are you yeah, gonna put that in defense yeah. mode? Uno, no. Uh, <laughs> listen, guys, eight out of ten is the probability of times when he opens his mouth to when he op- when he mentions something stupid or just doesn't communicate correctly. He's starting to become one note to me already, and I'm only in the second episode with him in it, and I'm starting to become bored by by him but intrigued more by the way people react to him you're be, you're in a your inner yama is coming out there but yes. i'm just like yeah but i'm just like <laughs> dude like can you talk about anything else i guess it's the most interesting thing about him and that's kind of sad so i i just hope I, next episode listen dude if it's next episode about this shit i'm just gonna be like i'm done with him that's you know I, there's there's much just, more now that we have new people in the house yeah, to yeah, yeah. look exactly. forward to other than Sota's dark past. Seriously. Yeah, so I, I think let's maybe stop talking about Sota and let's talk about when I was your age, I had a child and got divorced. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, so let's move over to 
Kaito and Maya, who go on a very impromptu soba date. Like, they're just sitting around the kitchen, and Kaito's like, I'm hungry. You hungry? Yeah, let's go have food. Food. And, and uh, they're there eating soba at a restaurant called Sansui. And it, I mean, it's kind of an interesting conversation. Because at first, it's Maya kind of like, oh, so what do you think about Yui? Like, I notice you watch her a lot. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. Through the windows. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I woke up, it was like three in the morning. You were like out the window (laughs) on the roof. It was kind of, I noticed you're looking right at Yui's. (laughs) Um, And he says, yeah, I've never met someone like her. She's she's got a pale, pale skin. She's got a very feminine way of talking. She's... Like a marshmallow, I want to squeeze your cheeks. <laughs> She's <laughs> like a marshmallow. Her cheeks are like marshmallows. He just wants to poke them, I think he was saying. He yeah, wants to tap basically. them. Which is a very Guy Sato thing to say. Oh, tap, yeah. Tap this. But, yeah. So here's the interesting thing, right? When I watched that, I felt like this is Maya trying to gauge his interest in Yui because of totally. Maya's interest in Kaito. Yeah, well, like the commentator said, right, she's watching him watching mm-hmm. Yui a lot. And so right, she's exactly. noticing him and paying attention to what he's doing. And then, of course, like smoking gun, she basically laid it out there because he's like, yeah, I notice her. And she's something she says something like to the effect of, well, please notice me, too. Yeah, please notice me, senpai. And then yeah. also <laughs> and also like after he makes the marshmallow joke, she's like, oh, you're so cute, Kaito. And it's like, huh, I think she mm. likes him. I'm, I'm definitely getting that vibe. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially later on um, and when Maya is in the kitchen, right? And I think it was Kaito and Yui, mm. right? Yeah. And Maya is just like, uh, just like really oddly questioning about like what they're going to do because they were asking about the, they were talking about that skateboarding date um, when they were planning that out. And Maya is just like, Oh, so what are you guys doing? Like, uh, they're like, oh, we're going skateboarding tomorrow. Do you want to come? She's like, uh, wait, wait, no, I'll be busy tomorrow. They're like, wait, what are you doing tomorrow? They're like, nah, I mean, I'm not going to be home. And, but she's like, yeah, but like, you guys are going to skate. Like, she was just really, really nosy about it. Mm. Right. And she, she was wishing that she could go, but at the same, I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah. And when, when Kaito said, yeah, it's just going to be the two of us. And she was kind of like, eh. And, you know, he said, oh, but you can come too. And it's, it just to me, that was very much like a dead giveaway. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you're. Yeah. Into, and she even asked, Kaito. like, yeah. oh, how long have you guys been hanging out? And right. then, like, oh, so no one's going to be home tomorrow except for you two. Mm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. She is like, keeping oh, tabs. Keeping tabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, she She's into this. him. And if you remember during the scene where um, you get to see Maya working part time, right? Um, the guys that her her coworkers are kind of like, oh yeah, you usually end up dating whoever you spend the most time with. Yeah, they call her shit out, right? So I, I, <laughs> I think she's trying funny. to finagle her way into spending more time with Kaito. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. So she's obviously been lo- like there long enough for her coworkers to see her go through quite a few relationships, or at least uh, at least a, a small handful, you know. So they know what she's like when she's getting to like someone. It would seem, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because everyone kind of unanimously said, including herself, that she doesn't have a type. It's just whoever she starts spending time with, and. I wonder if that's just from like an initial like oh I've you know have to choose someone and you know Sota's not that great personality wise and I'm thinking that Shinsuke's gonna lean more one way than the other therefore she's kind of left with Kaito so when that's been taken by 
Yui, I'm getting heavy Mayu flashbacks with Maya. Right, and mm. it's weird. Does Yui just have a thing against people with M-A-Y names? Yes, <laughs> she does, specifically. It would seem so. The evidence would suggest. Rip. I don't know, man. Uh, but it so, was. It also can't be understated that like it was... Like, we already talked about it a little bit, but it was actually cool seeing Maya and Soda at work. We don't actually get to... I feel like we haven't seen that too often lately in Terrace House, where yeah. we get to see shots of people doing doing what they do at work and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, because it's where they spend a lot of their time, so it's mm. nice to have those scenes in there. Especially because, yeah. like, I don't understand Maya's work because it was, like, retail, but also, like, a kitchen. Food. Yeah, they were talked about it. The hosts <laughs> yeah. talked about it. Yeah. <gasps> Yama she was the rice being balls too? weird. <laughs> mm. I yeah, mean, he's... <laughs> That show, dude, it kind of went off the rails there. He's like, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> they're making rice balls. They're selling clothes. Like, it's just like full breakdown. Yeah, let's actually get like, into the reason why he breaks down, right? Because yeah. it's set up in the scene in the girls' room where all the girls are there talking. And Yui kind of has this existential crisis of maybe I'm not fit for the bridal industry. Oh, I yeah. watched myself on TV. I saw what people were posting on social media. Everyone was saying very negative things about me. Maybe I'm not fit for the job. To the point where she turned down three separate offers. Dude, that's crazy. And that, yeah, that's a whole subject all into and unto itself. Yeah, I mean, this part. She made life decisions, career choices based on negative feedback on social media. I mean, that's one of the biggest decisions anyone makes in their life is where they're going to work. You spend a third of your life there doing that, especially you know? and, in Japan, where the expectation is when you join yeah. a company, you're you're sticking there. It's not like yeah. in America where you might stay for a couple years and then move on. That becomes part of your identity is where you work. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's kind of like you employed for life in a lot of ways for those mm. career type jobs. I mean, not if you're like, you know, working at Starbucks or something, but yeah, it just it was a huge thing like i i the the show it, it just has like this whole new layer on it now because of that scene in my opinion it's just like i didn't know i know, I know we talked about it i i can't remember it might have been our predictions episodes but last time we, she was watching herself on camera that i was just like i like we talked about it affecting her in the future and um other people seeing her behavior but i didn't know it was going to happen this quick and it was all because i mean it was mostly because of herself yeah, she was like, is- I saw how I acted, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not worthy of being a part of these people's company because I, now I have this bad personal reputation, and I, the only thing I can do now is start from scratch. I right. think that this is just a good lesson, not just for her, but also for people on in the audience, too, to like say, hey, like your comments have consequences far beyond probably anything you ever intended, you know? I mean, Twitter is essentially a platform that enables people that are quick to anger, quick to, you know, react, quick to share their negative feelings, much more so than their positive feelings, it would seem. And it just affects people. So it works both ways, you know. Um, But then again, as the panelists said, Tokui and, and you and Yama, they were basically saying, you know, it's her responsibility. She has to take responsibility. She knew she was on a show she agreed to be taped and so they can't put anything out there if she doesn't give it to him too so you know kind of lessons all around more you know about social media about what it is to be a public figure about how comments have consequences you know that on social media they're not just words on a screen they're much more than that 
Yeah, I think I think it's a twofold issue here, right? Of like one, try not to be a dick on social media. Like it's please, <laughs> it's pretty easy to, in like, general. Not, yeah, not be an asshole. But two, on the receiving end, I think Yama illustrated it very well, where he was like, you know, so you could be reading a comment and it could say like Shine, right? Just die, but. It could be typed out by someone who's like cooking and then with the other hand they're like kind of nonchalantly looking at their phone and they just like quickly type oh yeah you know just die whatever like you know so it's coming from a place that probably doesn't mean it as much but because you're reading it purely as text you might take it a lot more seriously than maybe the writer wanted to make it you know right and I, I think I love the way that Maya came in here, too, because they were having that talk in the girls room and, and you know, Yui was kind of she was upset. She was crying like that. All this happened. And it was clear that all this is really getting to her. And Maya's like, well, like you can't let that stuff affect you. Yeah, I had a bad idea of who you were. What just watching the show before I came into the house. But now that I know you as a person, like, I mean, you do stuff for us all the time. You're super kind. You're passionate. You're a hard worker. Like, we know this is what you're passionate about, so there's no reason why you shouldn't go after the bridal industry, mm. you know? And so, like, it's interesting that we get that sort of insight from other members in the house because it's definitely true that a good focal point of the last couple parts of the show have been basically Yui being very, uh, how should I say? Reflective? Well, well, salty. <laughs> like, mm. well, salty, to, like, with the whole Mayu conflict, really. You know what I mean? Her being just really, uh, gosh, I can't. I, there's a better word for it. Petty. There you go. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now that she's mindful of it, I think that we're going to see an interesting change in her character arc. Yeah. I mean, the- it's just a shame that like that's the power social media has. It puts a number to your success in mm. a way or like your yeah. social success. Right. And it's- when. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's interesting because so far we've seen a lot of significant successes because of in people's personal lives because of Terrace House because of the social media attention that has gotten like with Shohei's band and with Taka's brand that he had like I can imagine that you know that being featured on Terrace House you know is a great boost it's you know free marketing to a huge platform but simultaneously if you behave badly on that that's going to follow you forever and even if you're not behaving badly people are still going to interpret things however they see fit right and we also have to remember too is that this isn't western culture we're talking about japanese culture is a little bit more conservative and they're going to take stuff like this a little bit more seriously when it comes to the, the the workplace you know what i'm saying like they don't want a bad image associated with their brand a lot of these japanese companies true you know what i mean even even if you know they consider the fact that she's a minor reality show celebrity now and bringing that clout to their company mm. you yeah, even I think that deep bow yeah i think a good way to close the social media discussion is this is something that's been prevalent in the show for a while um sam byford who writes for the verge he actually interviewed uh, the original six members of Opening Your Doors, and I actually read that article like earlier today. And in it, he talks to Ami, who talks about that moment um, where she had a date with Yudai. I hope you guys remember that wonderful yeah. burger bagel. That's the burger bagel. Burger yeah. bagel. It's a burger. That's a bagel. And in it, Ami says, like in the interview, like I thought I was being considerate, or at least the most considerate I could be. <laughs> but yeah, but to other people, exactly right, is that it wasn't seen that way. So, 
it's just it's just like there's always a disconnect between the message you want to put out and maybe the message other people might receive yeah actions speak louder than words turns out mm -hmm. and intentions same so let's see let's let's bring this back to i don't know we've been jumping around a lot so i've kind of gotten a little bit lost we haven't talked here. about the skate date yet skate though date Let's bring it down a little bit, I okay. think, with the skate date. I thought the skate date was fantastic. It was beautiful. Yui and Kaito really connected. It wasn't mm. a date, though. It wasn't a date, it, but it was a date. It, it was mom taking her son to go skate. <laughs> Why did it feel that way, though? <laughs> right? It did. Especially... She, brought the, she brought the camera and she's taping him. Yeah. She did her, like, she did his laundry earlier. Or yeah, later, yeah. one or the other. Yeah. But still. I forgot about that. Yeah, with, um... <laughs> Aya leaving her uh, bra and panties laying around. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't want to touch it. <laughs> right. And, yeah. I mean, actually, throughout these whole scenes, right? So, like, Yui did his laundry, or at least put it in the washer. And there in my notes, I wrote, what a mom. And then the morning of the skate date, Kaito is like, yeah, we'll go. Let me just, like, finish washing these dishes. And then Yui's, like, very insistent, like, oh, let me help you. I was like, man, what a, what a mom. <laughs> She now, sits down, yeah. she goes back, she sits down again, she goes back and finally is like, no, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, like, I will help you. Like, I'm forcing you to make me, let me help you. <laughs> like, it's such a mom thing to do. And now with the skate date, the way she's acting, is like, oh yeah, I'll drive you anywhere. Let me take a picture of you doing this. Oh, isn't that cute? Like, <laughs> he, th he thanked her son Powers for uh, keeping this, the rain at bay for a little while, but it didn't last forever. And they ended up in a really cool scene where they were hiding underneath the ramp, essentially. Uh, and they were talking and slow clap everybody for friggin yui she did not break out the list and ask him <laughs> a bunch of questions it didn't happen she's learning she's growing as a person and i applaud her for that yeah <laughs> it just took aya telling her to seriously stop like, yeah she's like you gotta tear it up stop that like seriously that. You yes need to stop yeah man that's what i mean guaranteed turn off rate <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know so the Love is still in the air. Apparently, it isn't extinguished. I think it. I think it is growing. He admitted that, didn't he? What that his to, interest to in her Maya? Growing. Yeah, that he sees her. He can see her romantically. Didn't he say that at the table? Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. This skate date kind of solidified with me. Like, I don't find their quote unquote relationship interesting to watch. It's kind of boring. But if they're happy, then good for them. You think Yui and Kaito are boring? A little bit. I don't know. I'm a, no, I don't think they're born yet. I actually like I, them. I, yeah, they're the I, best thing to watch right now. Yeah, I'm with Jack, and I I think that the the cool thing about them too is I think since Kaito is more on like the guy end of the personality uh, spectrum, like he I think they're gonna be she's gonna he's gonna be more open to going on dates like Konyaku Park mm. and stuff like you know what I'm saying. I love Konyaku Park. They, little, they, little, they, little, they seem like they can right. have fun together. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they don't really care. They'll go wherever the hell they please. Yeah. You know I, I mean, they don't. They're not worried about trying to look adult or something like that. Yeah. No. I I trust Kaito with my daughter Yui more than <laughs> I did with Noah because he's he's just feels genuine. He doesn't feel like he's going to, you know, be inconsiderate of her feelings just because like it's convenient for him to be like, oh, well, I, I guess I, you know, it's been fun going out, but I don't really feel about that way about her. The way that he's been really forthright and that he can be, like, uh, he does think that he could be romantically attracted to her. I, I trust that. I trust that. Mm. You know why I like and trust Kaito? 
He don't give a damn and looks right in the camera all the time. Eye contact for days. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm not used to that. It's I like it makes me it's endearing though. As Yui said, he has some endearing qualities, and that's one of them. I like the, I just like the overall air he brings to the house. It's just very mm-hmm. light, like not not a care in the world sort of thing. Refreshing. I, mean, I think he is unemployed, isn't he? <laughs> he he's really a skater. He's a pro skater. I know, but he's not paying the bills as he said. Yeah, I mean, he said he like works occasionally with his dad. I think oh, like that's in a right. shop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've pretty much covered almost everything in the episode. The this one, uh, daily. What do you got? I just want to call out, so Yama was on a roll for this episode in being like, he he acknowledged his part in um, the public perception of Yui and how that kind of was born from his riffing on her. But also his fascination, infatuation with Maya is really funny to me. But it did get brought up, and I wanted to kind of have this be, like, a cultural note. So, um, during when he got, like, all flustered talking about, like, oh, wait, does she make, like, the onigiri herself? And it was, like, he wanted to, like, eat the onigiri that she had made by hand. Um, it got brought up, like, what what are you doing? This isn't, like, JK business. So, that, I didn't know what that was initially, and I looked it up, and... Uh. Thank goodness it's not, because JK stands for uh, Joshi Kosei, which is essentially like... High school girls, right? Yeah. Paid dates with high school girls. Usually older men are paying for dates with high school girls. Uh, Yikes. I thought it was like joking, like JK, but like joking business or something. Nope, nope. Nope. Cool-ready. <laughs> Thanks for that, Pearl. Now you know. The more you wow. know. And the more you know. All right. Oh, yeah. We also forgot um, if it's worth bringing up. Maya uh, Maya was basically being super nosy after Kaito and Yui went on their, their uh, skate date, quote-unquote. Um, so, like, she was asking Kaito, like, about all the details. Does it, how does it make you feel about Yui? Do you feel strongly about her? And then she was also asking Shun, and it brought the same conversation, about... Mm-hmm her date was uh sota and i think that's when he does bring up the whole thing with uh him and his and his divorce and the kid right and how he doesn't really it doesn't really bother him all that much in fact it makes oh. him like it more yeah 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 that's that's where shun says yeah it makes it more attractive but that's also where he reveals that after the soba date he wants to do other stuff Some- Oh, that's right. Other oh, stuff. and he's making plans, and he's and he's making you know he's got grand designs for, yeah, for he's, the he's, evening. Uh, he's planning shit. You, you he's, know what I He's got options yeah. too. He wants he's to take a bath it. with Sota. Yeah, I mean clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was outright said. And again, yeah. I I don't know if that's like just like the cultural thing or like because he said it like I should probably do that, and it's like who's. <laughs> Under what obligation? Yeah, peer yeah. pressure. Yeah, he seemed pressured. Like, you know, clearly we need to bathe together before we get sober. Yeah, it's one of those odd things where it's like, if, I mean, it's just kind of interesting because if he were straight, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, it's just like two guys bathing together to get to know each other. Like, that's a Japanese thing. But knowing that he's bi or at least bi curious, it's kind of like, oh, is there more under the hood that you're trying to uh, reach for? <laughs> nice, nice expression. Reach for. <laughs> Oh can, we, can we can we hold on can we just back up a little bit i do want to talk a little bit about maya's birthday because the decorations were on fleek 
they look good. That was oh yeah, a fun looking party. They throw good and, parties at Terrace. Yes, oh, yeah. and they had a good. They had a lot of alcohol, of course, a la Terrace House. And uh, I was there was one particular thing that pissed me off a lot. Oh, during that party. And it's when Soda gets there. He's the last one. And they had a couple slices of pizza that they ate. They were waiting for him. That's not what made me mad that he was there, though. But he essentially, if you remember, he get, gives her champagne. And he goes, this is for the guys. Mm. Nice. Nice. Good. Good. Everything's good. And then he says, I thought it'd be just lame if we just got you champagne. I got oh, you flowers. Yeah. You freaking dick. I was like, what shade. a dick move. I was like, if I was one of the other guys there, I'd be like, motherfucker. You piece of shit. Yeah, you just fucking undercut the yeah. whole Yeah. Like, yep. wow. And then the girls got, it was supposed to be the girls get her a gift and the guys get her gift. And he goes and gets her an extra thing without discussing with anyone. Like, I was, I again, that was just like another, ooh, just another reason why I, I, I'm not sure about that, man. Yeah, what he's at uh, strike two now. What strike? I, I mean, I don't know. Was like that? A, do you guys think? Do you guys think that's a nice thing he did for her, or do you think it's a slight that, or do you think he just totally overlooked how that might come across? Mm. I think it I, was a nice mm. thing he did for her, a shitty thing he did for the other boys. But do you think he meant to do it on purpose, like as a shitty thing, or to just elevate himself, or like what? I, what's the rationale? What's the rationale? I don't think that. I would like to think that it's not a slight. I would like to think that he just misread the situation, man, and it definitely can be read as a slight. And, and I think I'd been pissed that if Shinsuke and Kaito got offended too, they're totally within their rights to be like, "Hey, that kind of we we made an agreement, and that kind of undercuts our contribution, especially because yeah. he's the one that like went and picked it up." The champagne. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me is also thinking, I mean, Daly made the point earlier that he hangs out with 40 year olds. And by the time you hit 40, you kind of don't give a fuck what other people think of you. So maybe since like he's, I mean, lest I remind you, when he was your age, he was married and had a kid. Yeah. And so he's kind of already most of the way there to mentally being a 40 year old. So maybe he's just mm. at that point where he's like, I don't give a shit what you think. I just got you another thing. Here wow. you go. Fuck well, it. Take that, it. That's, if that's the case and we're, you know, this is pure conjecture here, then I just hate him already. That's what it, <laughs> his attitude is. <laughs> you hear that? Well, Jack hates 40-year-olds. <laughs> I hate guys that do that crap. That's just lame. I don't care who you are. I don't care it's how true, old you true. are. It sucks. Yeah. So I got, I got triggered there. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And good watching out, too, because I didn't even think of it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about everything for this episode. It ends with a really kind of ominous shot of Sota in the bath, kind of just like looking, not like a little past the camera, and then just like, it ends. And I'm like, that's... If it was Kaito, okay. it'd be looking directly into the camera. That's true. And he would have had a goofy smile. smile. See, the next <laughs> right. episode The next episode is going to be right back on that shot, and you're going to hear the door creak, and then Shunsuke is going <laughs> to creep in there. Shinsuke's gonna walk in. He disrobes, yeah, gets in. Exactly. Like, Taylor yeah, this is a nice bath. And Sato says, "When I was your age." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. That's a show, guys. That's the show. One. Thank you so much for listening to episode ten of Tadai Ma. Uh, Jack, you want to hit him up with that contest, guys? It's still happening. It's still a thing. Tell your friends. You know, tell your tell your girlfriends. Tell your wives. Tell your husbands. Tell your uh, strange son. Yeah, we are trying hide to promote. Your kids, hide your wife. We're trying to promote the, this daggone podcast thing we got going on. And so 
to enter the contest. It will be worth it. It's going to be an awesome prize. Again, just uh, follow us on Instagram at Tadimagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tadimapod. And leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, preferably iTunes, but anywhere. We would love a review. And uh, you will be entered into the contest automatically by doing all three of those things. And then we will announce the winner uh, in a couple weeks here, a few weeks. And good luck to you. And, and uh, tell your friends about Tadaima Terrace House Podcast. Thank you. Get hype. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com. If there's anything you want us to read live, please let us know. Shoot us an email. We'd love to read any of your feedback. Um, and I just want to take this moment for those of you who celebrate Christmas. Hope you enjoy the morning after today. Hope it's full of wonderful love and stockings and um, Yule Tide, right, guys? I don't know. That's Yule. the thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. That's what he's trying to say. Basically. Oh, don't forget about that Yule log in your fireplace. Don't set your house on fire, please. Thanks. Or do. Do what you want. No, don't, I mean, I don't do know. that. Uh, Full of great advice to end the show. (laughs) Our next episode is going to be on December 26th. We're going to talk about the next episode of Terrace House Part 5, Opening You Doors. Get excited, get hyped, because we are. This has been... KFC. Oh, I'm sorry. Stepped on your line. You want to go to KFC? Yeah, yeah, that's what you do in Japan. Don't you know? You go to KFC. KFC back orders. I mean, get your orders. I mean, if you're trying to get KFC now, too late. KFC is sold out in Japan, so better luck next year. That's God, all. We, Sorry, go ahead. We need to talk about <laughs> Santa Sanders one day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> such a great thing. Satan Sanders. Yep. Different this guy. has been Tadaima. Thanks for listening. Itadaimasu. You can email us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com, follow us on Instagram at Tadimagram, on Twitter at Tadimapod, and check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Tadima, a Terrace House podcast.